Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Want to get rich fast? Subscribe to The Daily Yolo. Endless NFT. Endless day trading. Finance bros are out and rich girls are in. Morning Brews podcast Money with Katie is here to help you manifest your financial freedom. Join me, Katie Gaddy, and my guests as we talk spending habits, smart investing, and tax strategies without putting you to sleep. Check out new episodes weekly to learn how to turn your rich girl mindset into money for your future. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to another episode of the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin. And when I graduated from college, I had zero full-time job prospects. I was anxious, nervous, and really annoyed at everyone who kept asking me, so what are you going to do next? If you're a new grad and you can relate, you're in luck. Today, we have Dr. Sierra Graham, a career contessa coach and a woman with over 10 years of experience in helping new or recent college grads discover their passions, leverage their strengths, and increase their marketability on the job market. And now this is the Career Contessa Podcast. Hi, Sierra. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lauren. Very happy to be here. Thank you. Okay. So backstory, I graduated in 2009, right in the middle of a recession. And for obvious reasons, the job market wasn't super kind to new grads. And I'm hoping that 2022 is much more optimistic. So let's start there. Tell us about the current job market landscape and, and why you're you know interested in this topic of new grads, kind of your background with that. Sure, absolutely. And such a great question. And I finished my master's degree back in 2008. So I definitely understand, you know, graduating from grad school and dealing with an economy that's just not ideal. And, you know, having a lot of anxiety around searching for a job because you just don't believe that the jobs are out there right now. So in terms of what the current job market is like, it is really in favor of college students and new grads, which is something I'm really excited to hear because 
I really enjoy supporting and working with students who are near finishing their degree. So the pandemic, you know, like we all know, it's brought on a lot of different changes. We may be familiar with the term, the great resignation. And, you know, people are, they're leaving jobs and they're leaving jobs because they're reflecting on their current position and just wanting more flexible opportunities, the opportunity to work remotely, to find their own hours. They're wanting higher pay. They're wanting to be promoted. And so more companies are responding to that and they're offering more remote and flexible work. We're seeing that job openings are above pre-pandemic levels, but unfortunately, employers are really struggling to find qualified workers. And so college students should be really excited about this because I read a recent article on LinkedIn and it said that this class that is graduating in 2022 is going to be very in demand and they're going to be desired by a lot of employers. And so I'm really excited to talk about this topic. I currently work in education. The majority of my experience has been focused on helping college students prepare for careers. And so in that, I help with resume, cover letter development, preparing for a job interview, beefing up your LinkedIn profile, social media branding, essentially with the main goal of helping them find a job after graduation. And I really enjoy working with these students because I feel like they remind me so much of myself. I spent a lot of my younger adult years in college getting an education. And so I know what it feels like to have this anxiety around searching for a job and looking for a job. And these students are so impressionable where they are very receptive to a lot of the feedback that I give around how to improve their careers. And I'm a career counselor who believes that career development is lifelong. And so the earlier you start, the better. And so that's something that I really enjoy instilling in the students that I work with. Uh, You're speaking my language. And also it's just incredible to hear that new grads are in demand. It's not going to be super hard to find a job. I mean, just, just to be hear that out loud, probably removes so much anxiety where I had such the opposite. Like I can remember kind of watching the economy tank in like December, knowing I was going to graduate in June and being like, I'm already anxious about this. Like, I know how hard this is going to be in the career center and the career fairs being like really just like sad places. (laughs) Like there weren't a lot, you know, companies were kind of dropping out. So it's fantastic just to know, like you're listening to this and you're a new grad or even someone who's not a new grad, who's maybe just transitioning back to the workplace. Like that's a good thing. Cause you know what new grads are, they don't have a ton of experience. And so if you're transitioning, you can also kind of use this advice and kind of tailor it or tweak it for that as well, right? You know, college is obviously very hard. And I, you know, a lot of people go to college to get a job. And so to hear that the economy is actually in your favor, actually actually it it, it (laughs) makes college very worth it. So I think, you know, a lot of people will be really happy to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Again, can't, can't personally speak to that, but yeah, no, I'm just joking. It's the, the system's working the way it's supposed to. Okay. Let's start with kind of something I think it's always fun to do is what do you wish you had known as a new grad, like hindsight 2020, what would be at the top of that list? Yeah, such a great question. I'm like, if I could go back in time, yeah, exactly. the things <laughs> that I would do, but unfortunately I just didn't get a chance to do it. And I would say the most important thing is to have a strategy with your job search. When I finished, you know, my college degree, you know, I had decided to go on to grad school, but when I finally finished grad school and started applying for jobs, 
there was no clear, succinct, organized strategy that I had. I was just like, well, I know that I need a job and I know that I want to make over X amount of money. So I'll just apply for all the jobs that sound good to me. (laughs) And, you know, I think that strategy just, it does not work. And so college students really need to think about you know, what are their career goals? Like, what do they want in a future organization or company? Think about what your kind of non-negotiables are in a workplace. Do you like a workplace that has more of a team-oriented culture? Or do you prefer a workplace that has more of an individual-oriented where people recognize individual contributors? Mm -hmm. What's important to you? Is pay important to you? Or is promotion and advancement important to you? And so really, I would say just make a list of like what the important things are to you in a job and what do you want out of that first job? And also recognizing that, you know, like I mentioned before, your career is lifelong. So, you know, your list should be very defined and also recognizing that you may not get everything you want in that first job, but start out with a list of the things that make you really happy and the things that you want in a job. Use that to really define your job search strategy. So if you're looking for a company that is you know, kind of a big tech company, well-known, you know, you only want to look at major tech companies that, you know, have a major reputation. And so use those to really define what your job strategy is and what's important to you. And then just organize your job search. So I always tell students, you know, don't try to apply to like 10 jobs in one day, you know, maybe two is a little bit more manageable and kind of break that down, you know, into pieces. Uh, in terms of what you can manage and apply to every day. Because I think what we often forget is that applying for jobs takes a lot of mental and emotional energy and a lot Mm -hmm. of time. And so really think about how many jobs you can apply to every day and break it up into smaller pieces. Yeah. And I know that all these tools have made it so you can click, click, click and apply, you know, apply right then and there with just a LinkedIn profile. I mean, if you have gotten a job offer from doing that, please let me know. I don't know anyone who gets them from like those quick apply things. And part of that is because to your point, be really thoughtful, tailoring your resume, thinking about, you know, the application and being more just, I guess, conscious and not just click, 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 click. I do think works out better in the, in the long run. I I agree. One thing I wish I had known as a new grad is to be way more thoughtful about an overall job search strategy. I think I was so focused on, I just want to get hired by anyone, anywhere. I just wanted to be able to say I was employed. Cause I do think there's a thing that happens at the end of graduation where everyone's like, what are you doing next? What are you doing next? What are you doing next? And there is this comparison trap where you feel like, I got to have a good answer to that. And two things. One, the first job I had at a college, I knew I didn't really like it. And I took it anyways, because I just wanted to be able to have an answer to that. And I regret that. I wish I had taken a little more time and been more thoughtful, but also that comparison trap, it confuses you. And it's sort of one of those things where it confuses a lot of us throughout our whole career. So like the earlier you can kind of become mindful of like, what is it about that person's job that really appeals to me? Like when you can pull out the puzzle pieces of that, I think that's just like a great skill to have throughout your career. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I'm really happy that you mentioned the comparison trap because I think it's important to realize the factors that govern your job search don't necessarily govern your peers. 
So for instance, like you may not be as flexible in wanting to move around to take a different job in another state, but your peer might be able to do that. Your peer might be pursuing a job in a very high demand industry right now. Like for instance, you know, hospitality and education are really in high demand right now. Um, And you may be pursuing a completely different field or industry. And so I think it's important to just take into account that a lot of those external factors really play a role in how you're able to, you know, find a job. And, and a lot of that is beyond your control. Yeah. So how hard is it to find a job as a new grad? I guess, like specifically, do you have some examples on timing, like what, where they can manage their expectations? Like, should you be expecting to get a new job in a week or is this going to take some months? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a really great question. And, you know, really, I would say there's there's no right answer. But prior to the pandemic, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, their numbers show that on average it took about five months from the time of applying and completing your application to actually being hired and giving an offer. On average, the interview process is taking anywhere from three to five weeks. And I of course, that depends on the industry, you know, that you're applying to. Some industries may take a little bit longer than others. I will say, you know, candidates who tend to be a little bit more flexible in terms of where they work and not just location, but just like the type of company and the size tend to experience a much shorter job search because they have more factors that are often playing in their favor. So, you know, I hope that helps in kind of defining yeah. the timeline, but it is definitely dependent on the particular candidate. Yeah. And I think if you find a job through, again, like that career center, they might have a very structured, very organized job application, job interview process, and job offer process. I know that when I did a lot of university recruiting, there were certain days where everybody gave their offers on those days. Like there are certain processes and companies that will tell you this is the way it's done. A lot of other places are sort of hiring as they need the role. And it really depends on a lot of things. Is that hiring manager on vacation for three weeks? Guess what? Now your interview process just got pushed out to the six-week mark or something like that. So it's not a doomsday scenario if they don't call you back right away. I want to point that out because a lot of new grads, obviously, they're new to this. And so it's a good question, obviously, asked. But and, and what about if someone wants to speed up their job search? What do you recommend that they focus on? Yeah, absolutely. So I think to speed up your job search, really rely on networking. So Lauren, you know, thank you for talking about the college's career centers, because I think they play such a big role in helping students find jobs. And a lot of them work with employers and the employers kind of determine what their hiring timeline is. And career centers may bring this particular employer in for interviews with potential grads or bring them to a career fair. So I would really talk to your campus's career center to get more information about when their next career fair is. I know a lot of campuses are are moving from in-person to virtual career fairs now, which is very innovative. But I think really to speed it up is to just really invest in networking, whether that's attending a career fair event at your local college campus, looking at some local networking opportunities. If there's any you know professional development groups or associations that may have local networking events. I know with me being based in Seattle, there's a lot of you know communication 
education grads and kind of networking events uh, in the Seattle area. So that's something that I would recommend. And then also investing in online tools, like investing in your LinkedIn profile, uh, making sure that you have an updated and detailed account of your resume, your skills and your experience, and also, you know, a current headshot, a very catchy tagline. I think all of these things can really help out because, you know, we may apply for jobs in the very traditional way of seeing a job on a job board and then you send in an application. But between 70 and 80 percent of current professionals rely on networking for new job opportunities. And so when we think about what jobs are not posted on these job boards, a lot of people are finding jobs just by knowing the right person, yeah. connecting to you know, a particular organization or company. Yeah. We've had people at Career Contessa who have just like sent cold emails and just been like, I love what you guys do. Here's an area that I think I could help with. Do you need that? And maybe they weren't full-time, maybe they were interns, but you can also cold pitch people too, to your point about like the job might not be posted there, but if you see a need, like why not? I mean, you have nothing to lose. The worst case scenario is that they don't respond to you at all. The other thing I love about what you said about networking with career centers. So two things, one, the way I originally heard about when I was a university recruiter, I even knew that was a role as I was working at a university, I went to a student event on my lunch break and it was a a Google like info session. And the woman who hosted it, she was like, I'm a university recruiter. This is what I do here. And that put the idea in my head of like university recruiting. I never even thought about that. And it was such a good fit for me. And so you might learn about careers by going to that stuff. And then the other thing is when I applied for Hulu, I sent in my resume like the normal way. And I was like, do you guys know anyone at Hulu that I could send it directly to? And the career center found me someone's email address. And <laughs> in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have sent her my my resume, but it worked out. And she forwarded it to a recruiter who looked at it in person. So, you know, utilize those tools, ask your network. I, I think one of the worst things you can do is sort of like keep all of this a secret, you know, let everyone know your job searching. And to your point, Sierra, they're going to ask, send me your LinkedIn or send me your resume or send me whatever. And you don't want to scramble. It's really nice to have those materials polished and, and ready to go and have some thought into it. What about misconceptions? Obviously you work with a lot of grads who are on the job search, What what's the biggest misconceptions that they have about launching a job search? Yeah. Also a really great question. I would say one of the biggest misconceptions that I deal with is that their major needs to dictate what type of For job sure. they get. And, you know, you gave the example of like a university recruiter and I'm thinking, well, there's technically no degree that links directly to a career in university recruitment or like when you think about talent development, I mean, what degree do you get? So I think that's very important for graduates to know, especially graduates who may be in liberal arts majors like psychology or sociology, where um, the major doesn't always link directly to a career. I have friends that got a degree in sociology and they're now pursuing real estate or sales. Mm -hmm. So I think that's very important. And I think that's where the transferable skills come in because these careers are really looking for students who 
you know, can manage time very well, you know, manage multiple competing demands who are really good communicators, really good salespeople. And often that is not reflected in your particular major. And I think what matters more is your skills and passions. So I would say that's probably the biggest misconception that I deal with. Yeah, I would, I would completely agree with that. What about what should new grads focus on in their job search? So, you know, what should your first job quote unquote look like, or what should it have in it? If a person's like, I don't really know how to create this filter or checklist for myself, what would you recommend that they prioritize, uh, in their job search? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So I would say, you know, focus on your transferable skills. The great thing about being a college student is you get skills from so many different activities from, you know, not just pursuing a degree and, you know, business and, you know, turning in homework assignments and doing projects, you know, for class, but, you know, you may be a student leader, you may be involved in extracurricular activities. And so these are really things that you need to kind of zero in on and really ask yourself, what skills are you getting from these particular opportunities? You know, focus on the critical thinking skills, focus on the creativity, the innovation. You've had the opportunity to learn a new software or database in these different activities that you're participating in. You really want to focus on that and make sure those things are mentioned in your resume, your cover letter, and in the job interview. Also focus on the type of environment that you want to work in. Also acknowledging that you're not going to get everything that you want in your first job. So what's really important for you in a work culture? Having a boss who's supportive, having teammates who are supportive, you know, whether it's working remotely or working in an office, So these are some of the things that you really need to think about in terms of what makes you thrive in a workplace. And then, you know, I also want to say some things that you should also be concerned about in the job search is how you can really continue to build skills throughout your job search. So, you know, for some college students, it may take you a while to search for a job, but be strategic with your time. So as you're applying for jobs, putting yourself out there and networking, you know, maybe you can hone in on some of the skills that are really in demand. Like if that's picking up, you know, a coding class or how to use like, you know, Microsoft Office or particular in-demand software. So that's, I, I would say that's really something that grads should focus on. And then in terms of what your new job should look like, you know, I think that's really going to be dependent on the type of candidate that is searching. But, you know, I always give this kind of general guideline for students that I work with. Your new job will not be everything that you want, but it should be a place where you can grow and develop new skills And a place that allows for some type of promotion and advancement. And I know that's very vague, but it leaves room for growth and opportunity. What about, I know one of the questions everyone's wondering probably is, as a new grad, when you get the job offer, are you allowed to negotiate or do you just have to take whatever is given to you in the very beginning? Yes. I always say negotiate. Don't ever take what is given to you. Of course, you know, thank the employer for their offer and for the time spent on crafting the offer, but there's always room for negotiation. And if it's not, you know, with the salary 
Also recognizing that there are other benefits that you can negotiate, whether that's increased time off, especially if you're working remotely, think about what you might need at home in terms of technology, you know, whether that's an extra laptop, additional, you know, monitors, an extra webcam, also health and wellness benefits. No, I think that's a really good piece of advice because I I know, again, having been a recruiter, most of the new grads we made offers to didn't negotiate. Now, the good news is the policy where I've always worked in recruiting was that we always gave our best offer. So we never tried to play the game where we lowballed you. And if you didn't negotiate, you got what you got, right? But a lot of places don't work like that. A lot of places will be like, oh, try this and see if you can get away with it. So I, I point that out there because one, I don't like that policy. And two, I would encourage you to do your homework. And if you need salary research <laughs> advice topics, you guys, we have a ton on Career Condesa. We've even had podcasts about it. So we won't uh, you know, ask Sierra to go through a whole nother episode. It's funny as we're going through this, I'm like, this is literally a job search episode. Like this is applicable whether you are a new grad returning to the workplace, transitioning careers, like this is how you job search, you know, all the things we're talking about. And the more you can kind of understand what you want in a workplace, the easier it is for you to also just in the interview process, it will be easier to answer. Why do you want to work here? You know, what skills do you have thinking about your transferable skills? So again, this is like all very applicable. So anyone who's listening, who's like, okay, this is all great, but just tell me what jobs, when you say like find something in demand, what are the in demand jobs right now? I'll give you an example. I have a cousin who graduated a couple of years ago and she got a job offer as a marketing intern. They were going to convert her to full time. And she was like, I don't know if I should take it. One of the things they want me to work on is SEO. And I was like, SEO is a great skill to have. Like if you can learn SEO, it's very in demand. You'll always be able to get a career. And I thought it was interesting because we were basically having this conversation about like, take the job that's going to give you the like the skill sets that you can really leverage into high paying jobs, more career opportunities, et cetera. And so maybe you can talk about what the data says are the most in-demand careers right now. So anyone who's lost on like, where should I start my job search? These are just some ideas and places to start if you want to be employable, like well-employed moving forward. Yeah. Great question. So, you know, I think with the pandemic, you know, we noticed that a lot of jobs were temporarily on hold because a lot of states chose to institute closures of uh, non-essential businesses. And now what we're seeing is those businesses are actually gaining leverage. So for instance, the hospitality industry, hotel and restaurant management is in high demand. So for any business majors, I went to a school that had a a degree in hospitality. So these fields are in high demand. Also healthcare. So for anyone who is pursuing a nursing degree, I would recommend, you know, you apply for jobs because that's also in high demand as well. And then staffing and recruiting. So like university recruiters, people who are recruiting for a particular company and they're recruiting college students, those careers are also in high demand. And they're in high demand because college students are also in high demand as well. Anyone who might be interested in talent development or management, you know, helping uh, craft or shape the future workforce, that's also another in high demand field. And then uh, biotech and legal services as well. Mm -hmm. One I was thinking about maybe a little 
maybe very important a few months ago was about supply chain logistics. You know, like people don't go, Ooh, that's so sexy and glamorous. I want to be a supply chain logistics master. But you know, one of the things I know about careers too, is people who are really good at something usually kind of enjoy it, right? Like if it, so I would also say, you know, if you're thinking about, I don't know what to go into, maybe think about what could you apply to that you would be really good at. If you love organizations, so there's this uh, woman I know I'm friends with, and she's like, my dream is to be like a home edit person. She's like, I love organizing. I'm not saying supply chain is right for her, but I'm just commenting like that is a skill set that some people absolutely hate, you know, project management, which is a good skill set to have and always in high demand. So you know, there are so many different ways to come about the job search and to think about what it is that you want to do. And if you're like, well, I don't know my strengths are like, sometimes these questions can feel really abstract. Sometimes I'm like, just think about what gives you the most energy and what you're good at. So like, could you make Excel, you know, spreadsheets all day long. Okay, cool. That's a very unique person, but maybe you should think about these kind of jobs. So that that's another thing I think about too for new grads is sometimes there's so many options that it can feel a little overwhelming. It's like, well, what are you really good at? Like what, uh, you know, when you've gotten into that quote unquote flow state, what, what was it for? You know, where you're like, this is challenging, but I know I can get this done. Okay. Sierra, any other last final pieces of advice that you want to leave new grads as they start a job search or really, I guess, job searches in general? Yeah. Um, so I've already mentioned, you know, brand yourself online, invest in your LinkedIn profile. Also, like be a contributor to discussions that are going on in your field. So, yeah. you know, if you're really interested in writing and journalism, there's a particular area that you're interested in, you know, maybe that's social justice and equity. Make sure that people recognize you as an expert in that field. So if that's starting your own blog and, you know, sharing pieces on LinkedIn about different social justice issues, or maybe joining a professional association, you know, that's focused on journalism and social justice and being an active contributor and actually saying things, you know, that are of value, I think really helps you in your branding. I've also mentioned just showcasing your soft skills and all the skills that you learn, not only within your academic major, but in some of those outside activities, leaning into your network. Also, So, you know, I think we've we've talked about the importance of networking, but really making sure that you connect to your school's alumni network. And if you don't know how to, you can contact your school's career center. They may have a list of alumni that they work with who work at different companies and organizations. And you as a student should be able to access that list. And if there's a particular alumni that's working at a company that you really desire, you should contact them. Also, maybe contacting your school's foundation office since they also communicate a lot with alumni, ensuring that, you know, you know who the graduates are that are working at particular organizations and really tapping into that network. So I would say these are uh, some of the things that, you know, new grads should really focus on and do. Yeah. And just as a reminder, even if you're not a new grad, you can still do those things, right? Like as as long as you're an alumni, you can... Yeah. go back and, and get those services. Well, Sarah, this has been incredibly helpful. Like I said, we basically just did an entire like job search 101 episode. One thing you didn't mention, cause you're very humble is also you can work with a career coach. Like I know people think of career coaches as like, Oh, you only get that when you're in an executive level, but you know, career coaches 
are not your parents. So they offer a different perspective and they can really help you craft your elevator pitch, your resume, you know, that whole professional branding. And Sierra is actually one of the career Contessa coaches. We'll put a link to your coaching profile in the show notes, but I I just want to urge people when they think about these investments and the time and, and energy, you know, one thing I relied a lot on was the career center. And I was always working with different people. I kind of wish I had built a relationship with a coach who could have helped me kind of just get a little bit more clear and uh, on that messaging. So I feel like I was very much like, I'm a new grad, hire me. I'll kind of take whatever. And what I know now, having been on the other side of the hiring table is like, that's really not impressive. It's really impressive when people are like, this is what I want to do. And here's why I want to do it. It doesn't have to be your forever situation, but something more compelling other than like, I can do a little bit of everything is going to serve you a lot better. Well, Sierra, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. And then if people want to connect with you, what's the best place to do that? Yeah. So my website is sierragram.com. And then I do have my own consulting company. So if you are on Instagram, you can find me at Dr. Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M consulting. So very happy to be here today. Thank you. Awesome. And we'll put links to all of that in the show notes. So you guys don't have to hunt and pack for it. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contested Podcast. If you liked the show and you learned anything new from it, please be sure to not just rate us and leave us a review, but also mention what you learned new from this episode. I always think that's really fun. Um, if you want to learn more about Dr. Sierra Graham, like I said, we'll put all of those links in the show notes as well as don't forget that you can book her as a career coach because if you didn't know, we do have a career coaching service on Career Contessa. We pre-vet every coach who's on there. You can pay as you go. So we're not going to ask you to buy any, you know, long-term commitments. You can work with the coaches who fit your needs at that time. I'll link to the career coaching service in the show notes as well. 